Back to the Fucking Philosophers podcast. This is Isaac. We're joined here with Blake and Brandon, and today we're going to be talking about social media and its role in society. So, real quick, what's the purpose of social media in our daily lives? You know, Snapchat, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, um, Adult Friend Finder, <laughs> YouTube, YouTube, uh, yeah. uh, Reddit, Reddit, yeah. Reddit. I mean, there's there's so many of them. Yeah. So a couple quick uh, little stats for you guys. You know, it w- as far as social media goes, nearly one third of Americans post, like, share content on social media at more than 10 times every day. So, like, that's a lot of people. Like, yeah, a third of people post 10 times a day. That's, that's a lot. I don't <laughs> post 10 times a day to my own definitely not to my own social media. So, uh, no, that's, you that's, know. That's insane. I mean, and then, you know, according to a 2018 uh, Pew Research study, 88% of respondents between the ages of 18 to 29 reported, 78% 30 to 49-year-olds, 64% between the ages of 50 and 64. Well, that's actually kind of surprising. 50 and 64. My grandma getting on there. Or my mom, actually. <laughs> I mean, have you ever been on Facebook? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It is, it is loaded with older people. Oh, and, and I will say this. I, I posted um, a picture of my, or video that my sister took of my little nephew um, in the hospital. He's doing, doing good now. But just a little video of him, and he's like rolling around. It's adorable. And I pointed out to my wife that my mother and like several older people that I have on Facebook commented on there, the post with those stickers. You know what I'm talking about? It's like, like hugs and like love. And it's like a little bear and it says love around it. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So when y'all get a chance, go check that out. I I thought it was fucking (laughs) hilarious. I thought I was like, they're the only ones that will respond with those to anything. The only, (laughs) the only people exclusively, those are the only people who use those stickers for sure. And and I'm sure (laughs) And I love your mom to death, Brandon, but I'm positive she may have been one of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I love it. I would not doubt that. You know, I used to think it was kind of weird that there were so many um, older people on social media, on things like Facebook, mm-hmm. because I just, I think because we're, we're, we're the first generation that really came up in the Internet age, you know. Oh, yeah. We kind of assume that, like, social media is is our invention, you know, is something that, that, that came from and for uh, millennials, but it really, social media does, the history of social media is pretty much the history of the internet. They are kind of one and the same. Uh, in s- some form or another, you could really say that social media came out of the original uh, bulletin board systems back in the 80s and 90s, the first uh, public dial-up bulletin board system was actually developed in, in 1978. The story behind how it came about was uh, basically there was a huge blizzard in Chicago mm. back in 77 or 78, and uh, some guy was just stuck in his house, you know, in the bl- <laughs> for this blizzard, and uh, decided that to 
create what was the reason it was called a bulletin board system was because it was based off of the concept of of a, a public bulletin they, they there used to be just bulletin boards on you know at the entrance of, of most public spaces you mm-hmm. know most mm-hmm. buildings like malls and schools and churches and all these things had bulletin boards where people would you know post messages for their <laughs> for their networks for their communities to mm-hmm. share information and you know and communicate with each other and so the idea was he would he wanted to create this this kind of bulletin board that would live on his computer and people could dial in through through the network to connect to his computer and then communicate with him you know and you could share files and and you know have conversations and 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 so back in those days you know computers were really expensive and not a lot of people not a lot of people had them not a lot of people knew how to use them or what to use them for it was just kind of a wild west where it was only adults you know who who mm-hmm. you know had that access to the technology and stuff and and they tended to be you know more tech savvy they was basically just nerds it was just you know <laughs> nerds in their 30s and 40s who got you know had got a hold of a computer and started screwing around with the technology and developing these these systems and they developed these bul- bulletin board systems that were really popular for about 20 years they were really popular and you would literally that was back when you know a lot of kids today have never uh, had the joy of using dial-up internet. If you guys <laughs> oh had dial-up God. internet, yeah. yes, you would literally you called through the phone line. You would call their their machine, and it would pick up, and then you would con- you were connected, and and so uh, you were you literally with these bulletin board systems. You you all of this stuff, all of this communication would live on that person's on that person's computer. So you were using up space on their computer, which was a valuable thing. Um, so it required moderation. Every every bulletin board would have a, a moderator that kind of, that would make sure that you weren't, you know, screwing around on their system or, you, you know, filling it up with useless shit, you know, like shit posting wasn't a thing back then because it couldn't be because, you know, you're no using trolling. up all my space, all my, all my, computer so it would form little communities of people and it was mostly it was mostly local people mm-hmm. you know so uh because it was dial up and it used the phone lines if you were going to you could connect to somebody long distance but you would have to pay long distance charges to do that yeah so it was really a, a, an expansion of the natural you know real life bulletin system um just placed onto this early version of of what would you know turn into the internet? That's insane. Um, <laughs> and so yeah, you would dial you would dial in and, and and they would you would have a moderator, usually the person who owned the machine, who made sure that you weren't sharing anything illegal or <laughs> you know talking shit about people or whatever you know or being being abusive or any of that kind of stuff. Sharing Ill, you know illegal stuff like we said, even though a lot of a lot of them were sharing pirated software and shit like that, or, <laughs> you know, building games and sharing games and stuff like that. But, uh, fucking line you know, they, they, you know, <laughs> and they were all nerds. So they would, they would talk about tech and they would talk about games and share files and stuff like that. And it, and it became this, this really big thing for a long time where, where bulletin boards would have these BBSs would have, you know, thousands of users. And some of them around are around still today. 
not a lot, but some some of them have still have survived. Uh, the thing that really killed the bulletin board systems was when the internet became a, came to came to consumers. The internet actually did exist at the time, uh, but it was pretty much exclusively used by the government, and you know, so like schools and law enforcement and, and those types of organizations had had access to it. It wasn't until the until the 1990s that that stuff came to American consumers and then kind of everything, the BBS has sort of moved over in these, um, in their own sort of way, but then they kind of died out and that's when forums became a big thing that were a little more live action. Where mm, yeah. you have, rather than on a bulletin board, you would post something, you would dial in, post something, and then, and then log off and you'd wait. <laughs> and and then you'd log in the next day and maybe somebody had responded maybe they hadn't you're it like oh cool uh, yeah it wasn't instantaneous the way that the uh the internet was when that came out in the 90s then you had forums where people would which post things and it would it would be like automatic replies you know and uh and then the first really kind of true social media networks uh were something in the ilk of classmates.com Mm-hmm. was one that was built around that still exists that was uh built around finding people that you went to people that you went to school with so you would you would log in you would log in and then you that was the first kind of thing that had like full utilized uh profiles where you would have a profile and and it would have information connected to you and it would tr- kind of treat you as a central node to connect to other people and other people would find each other through, through you. Yeah. Uh, right. Uh, based on, Oh, he went to this school at this time and knows these people. Right. And that's kind of how, you know, Facebook today sort of works yeah. in, in a, in a similar way. Mm-hmm. But one thing that really changed, I feel like once, you know, things like Friendster and MySpace and LinkedIn, uh, came about in the early two thousands was, now, instead of it being all kind of like professional adults on the networks, uh, now kids had them. Like when you, MySpace, MySpace was huge for teenagers. So that's when, that's of, when I got introduced to yeah. like a real social media network. It was a bunch of emo kids, right? <laughs> Dude, MySpace was dope. Like, and, and I know we, we talked about it when we were planning this episode. You know, we told Blake... You know, if in, in high school, I mean, Brandon, it was always, you know, people ask, hey, where's where's Isaac? Brandon's like, shit, I, I don't know. We, I mean, we're always together everywhere all the time. <laughs> and when we weren't, then we were communicating. I remember specifically several times on like MSN mes- Messenger, like just sitting, oh, in front yeah. of, <laughs> sitting in front of my computer scrolling through YouTube because it was new and it was the cool this cool new thing where we could see videos and stuff. And it's like, ping. It's like, Brandon. It's like, oh, hey, look who it is. And then we, we'd message back and forth while I was browsing videos and, sh- and shit on YouTube. And then, you know, like he said, MySpace came out. And I remember the day my uncle helped me set up my MySpace. You Your know, uncle the, the, helped you set it up. Yeah. And I was like, what the <laughs> hell is this? He's like, dude, check this out. And, you know, he was in his early 20s at the time. And I was an early teenager. And layouts and you got to pick a song 
that you want to put on here. He's yeah, like, we got to make right. you look cool. Remember, you had to pick a song. That was, yeah. the, best, that was the best thing about MySpace was the, cu- <laughs> the customization of it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I completely agree. That was like everybody's introduction to coding. To coding. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what, I remember that. That's what HTML. coding was for all of us when yeah. we first got started. I was building my building my my MySpace page. Yeah, mine mine was all decked out with Packers. Oh god, all, I remember. It was all customized with Packers stuff and like pictures of like Brett Favre and people. I remember and, at uh, one point and I had a music player on there. <laughs> what, what was your song? Was uh, your one that that stood out? Because I'm sure you had several. What was one that stood out to you? I had a lot at the time. There was probably I don't know. There was probably some Guns N' Roses on there. Christina Aguilera. Yeah, so obviously. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there might have been like Everlast or something on there. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember That's specifically. Such a long time ago. Like one of my favorite backgrounds that I put was this one that looked like the like the Matrix. Like the numbers were like falling down and it was like an active layout. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. I am the coolest right. person on here. Fuck this everybody else. It's always going to be cool. No one's going to get ever like bored and tired of this. Exactly. This is always going to be. Yeah. Neat. <laughs> Wings of a butterfly by him played in the background. <laughs> Tom was the most important guy in the world. <laughs> He's your first friend. Everyone's first friend was Tom. <laughs> so with did like, you, did you have you had MySpace? Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I had MySpace. Oh, I had yeah. Eve Six was playing on my Eve Six. I love yeah. it. Eve Six and Puddle of Mud were probably oh, the nice. two ones that I always okay. played. See, we would have we would have been friends back then. <laughs> <laughs> I could already so, tell. So, so like, uh, Blake doesn't really use social media though. Today no. we just had we just had you uh, start a Twitter. What last week? Yeah. So last week I got it on a uh, Sunday. That's that's pretty much that's pretty much it. What that's other it. sorts of social media would you say you use? Well, I mean, I use the less traditional ones, I guess you could say. I've been known to comment on um, YouTube videos. Like I follow nice. a handful of channels that I'm like pretty familiar with and that I tend to comment on. But aside from that, it's really just that I mean what I would have ever used social media for before was just news, so it wasn't ever anything that I posted anything on. Even when I did have, like, a Facebook and I would occasionally log in, I rarely ever posted anything. Like, I was I was never anybody to post or comment. Hell, I didn't even really like anything because I didn't want to <laughs> get involved. I was like, anything that might potentially goad someone to interact with me over, like, like anything else other than in person, I was like, no, I don't want to bother with this. So, <laughs> right. That's so, fair. That's fair. Yeah, I didn't. He was just, it turned every online social media thing was essentially like that obligated dinner party for me. You know, <laughs> it's something you didn't really want to go to, but you had to. And you talked to people not because you wanted to, but because you kind of, you were there and it was something you're supposed to do. So. Right. All the, you know, birthdays that I'm supposed to comment on and all the comments or people say something stupid. Am I supposed to say something back? Am I supposed to just let it slide? And then is it my fault that I'm just letting it slide and not informing them of something? Or am I just letting them say their own word in some vacuum of space? But (laughs) I don't want that kind of responsibility. So that's kind of why I never went back to it, really. I love that you actually think of it as, like, a responsibility, though. Yeah. That is one thing that I think has gone away that when we when we went away from, 
you know, from the early days, there was an understood sense of responsibility around using things like the, you know, the BBS, the bulletin board systems. Mm -hmm. And that is, has kind of been lost over time. People don't realize that, you know, even today, I would say the closest thing to that is something like Facebook, where your, your page is your bulletin board, like it's your space, right? When people scroll through their timeline, they're basically just looking at everybody's more most recent posts, you know, to their bit board. And that's effectively like the, the, the internet version of standing on the street with a sign shouting at people, right? <laughs> yeah. So if yeah. you're standing there going, yelling, the end is nigh, you know, the, <laughs> the lizard people are going to, are coming for your kids. It's the crab people. You know. Um, you you have a certain amount of responsibility for you know the things that you're sharing, the things that you're saying, who you're, and and you need you should realize that you are saying it to, you know, everybody within that network at the very mm-hmm. least. You know things like Twitter, you, you know, you're saying it to the whole world. Yeah. Facebook, you're saying it to your network, right? So like, for generally more or less people that you may or may not know, but have a lot of similarities with like your network, like your group, like people who generally think the same way you do. Well, just everybody who's connected to you to who sees that you're not only talking to the people who would agree with you. Um, if there are people who wouldn't agree with you within your network who, who see that. And so, you know, there aren't, there aren't any moderators anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. There's nobody monitoring this board for you saying what, you know, what the rules are and, and, and you know, how we should treat people and, and those sorts of things oh, on God. there. And so <laughs> that would be a hell of a job. Right. Well, and that's what, you know, people are pushing for, you know, kind of Facebook to do is to manage their platform and treat it that way, because there are still people who understand the kind of responsibilities that flow through that. And it's much like just the way that. You know, pe- you know, people get mad when, when they say like, "Oh, social justice warriors, right?" Are are trying to police how people, how people, what people can say, and they're censoring people on social media, right? Yeah. Well, my response to that is just that it's not the same thing as as censorship. It's more akin to the things that we actually do in our normal social social situations. So if you think about the way that you behave in society, in your community, we're always kind of self-policing ourselves. Yeah. So there's, there, there are multiple layers of, of how we moderate our communities, mm-hmm. right? And it kind of starts with your family and your friends where, you, you know, say you might have a grandmother who is very, uh, you know, kind of old school conservative. And, and when people are over at her house for family get-togethers, Nobody cusses, mm-hmm. you know, the stoner nephew who everybody knows is the stoner nephew isn't allowed to spark up at the, at the family barbecue. You're not allowed to behave certain ways in front of the kids and, yeah. and those kinds of things, you know. We're always kind of policing those sort of, sorts of things. And, and you can tell the stoner nephew, like, hey, uh, you know, don't talk like that around my kids or whatever. Don't say, uh, you know, whatever you're, you're doing, don't don't do it. And he can say, well, I have a first amendment right to do this. And so I'm going to exercise that right. And they'll go, okay, but we're going to stop inviting you. 
over, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's one way that we, we police each other. And then the next level of that is, you know, something akin to, like, if he's causing a big enough problem, somebody might call the cops, you know? I have a story that, that, that kind of shows that is a good example. I, there's this guy that I used to work with who I used to hang out with pretty often. And one day he was, uh, I was at work during the day and he was off and he sh- shot me a text in the middle of the day. And he was like, Hey man, I'm at home day drinking. Let me know when you get off, if you want to hang out. And I was like, all right, that's cool. Uh, and I got off work and me and another friend met up with him at his place. He really wanted to go to this new bar that had opened up this like kind of country bar that had opened up. And we were both like, you know, we don't really like country bars, but we're down. <laughs> so we all headed over and we walked in the door at this at this bar. And my friend who had been day drinking went straight to the restroom. And me and my other friend went straight to the bar. And so, you know, we ordered a couple beers. And right as the right about the time I was getting my beer and paying for it, uh, I got a tap on my shoulder. And I turn around, and there's this big bouncer guy. And he's like, hey, like, what's up? He's like, is that your friend over there? I look over and there's my friend kind of stumbling out of the, out of the restroom. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yes, it is. And he was like, he's leaving. <laughs> now, are you taking him or am I? And I was like, uh, and then I noticed another bouncer walking up behind him. <laughs> and I said, I guess I am. <laughs> <laughs> so I went over, I paid for my drink, set it down, and went over and got my, got my friend, and we left. And to this day, I have no idea what he did <laughs> between the door, the restroom, and, and the bar You're like, <laughs> to dude, get we kicked out so quickly. in here. That's yeah. a record. Yeah, no, I've never been kicked out of a bar so quickly in my life. Um, but, you know, it was understandable. Whatever it was, he, you know, he caused a problem. And, and that's how we view social interactions is you're, you're responsible for, you're yeah. a network, a node in your network, and you're responsible for the other nodes that you're connected to, mm-hmm. right? So if I walk into the bar with you and you start causing problems, the first person that they're going to look to is is the, that person, obviously. But then when that doesn't work, they're going to look at me, and they're going to say, now you're responsible for yeah. it. And then the next point is the, the establishment that they're in, and now they're responsible for him. And then if they can't deal with it, then they call Isaac and his police cruiser. Uh-huh. The, the more responsibility and the better managed we are, at that lower level, at that more personal level within our networks, the less we need the centralized version where there are harsher consequences, like yeah. going to prison. Oh, yeah. It's like, know. hey, we, we wanted some regulation, but now you guys are pushing all this on us. This is too much. It's like, well, that's what you asked for. Mm-hmm. But I, I think, you know, whenever it comes comes to things like that, it's almost more, like it's, and to me anyways, acceptable Whenever you do that at, in in person, like in actually around other people, then when you take it on and you're you're seen as a, you know, oh you know look at this guy he's getting everything under control he's keeping the peace good for him you know good for this guy stepping up and telling his dickhead to knock it off but when you do it on a social media platform sometimes not always but sometimes I think you're more likely to be scrutinized for actually doing it you know right I mean? does that make sense 
Yeah. Yeah, there's a certain stigma attached to being the guy who's who's regulating these circles, yeah. right? It's like and if it's, I tell you to shut it's like, "Hey, dude, shut shut the hell up. You're ruining this for everybody." In a bar, it's like, "Hey, cool. Thanks for telling that guy to shut up." But if I do it on Facebook, it's like, "Hey, he's got the right to say it." It's like, "Oh, calm down." It's like, "I'm I'm just trying to Yeah. And then I get in trouble for trying to keep the peace. Right. And of course there are extremes on both ends of that, but you know, whatever. Well, and it's easier to understand what the uh, what the stakes are in an in-person interaction. You know, yeah. if you call if you call somebody's mother a cunt uh, in per in person, <laughs> you, you, you skip bitch and went straight to cunt. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> if you yeah. if 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 you call her a, if you call her a cunt to her fa- <laughs> to somebody's face, there's a very real chance that uh, things will escalate. Yeah. If, you know. There might be a physical altercation to be had in that situation. <laughs> I like how you put uh, that <laughs> to be. And had. we don't, and we don't feel uh, one. We don't feel as responsible for the things that we say and share on social media. Yeah. And two, we don't uh, feel as connected to real life consequences, even though they do exist. You know, there oh, are n- certainly real world consequences to sharing false information about things that happen to happen at Planned Parenthood that might freak somebody out who is uh, prone to violence, you know, and misinformation. And they might see that and go, oh, my God, they're ripping babies out of nine month pregnant women and 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 murdering them on the spot or whatever, you know, like, yeah. oh, my God, this has to be stopped, and they go bomb a Planned Parenthood, you have a portion of the responsibility for being the person who put that that fake information in front of them, you know? Um, oh, God, and that happens so much. You know, one way or another. It is it is something that's akin to, you know, yelling fire in, in the movie theater, yeah. you know? We should be cognizant of those things, particularly because... You know, nowadays, all of this stuff is very utilized by younger people who don't have the the resources available to them or the understanding of the material that's being put in front of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and their their impacts that that has on people's mental health and relationships and personal lives and and uh, and politics and all of those things. You know, those are things that we're going to, you know, continue to dive into. Isaac, you work with teenagers all the time at the, you know, at us at the school and being an authority figure, I'm sure you, I, you've uh, had your kind of run-ins with social media related problems. Oh God, dude, on, on the daily. And it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I read in, in prepping for this episode, I read, you know, multiple different articles, watched some videos on YouTube, you know, just doing some research and stuff that I've already done. Um, before when it comes to putting on, you know, because I, I do a lot of, uh, like, presentations for students um, with a couple of um, different organizations around around my town. And, you know, and they vary in different subjects. But one of them is, you know, that I've been working on is, like, impacts of social media and, and teenagers and just information for um, parents primarily to be able to help their, their – uh, students as we refer to them um you know navigate the insane world of social media and you know a a couple studies that like i have read on you know talk about you know the negative effects and the positive effects of social media on a teenage brain 
um, you know, some of the negatives, you know, I mean, it's, a, it's, it can be very addicting. I'll, I'm straight up telling you, dude, if I, <laughs> I find myself as a grown adult now, Jesus pushing almost 30, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're older than me. I, yeah. Just a couple, couple months though. <laughs> you're still older. That's uh, not mm-hmm. the point. Anyways, <laughs> before I start crying, studies have shown, you know, it, it affects teenagers, uh, you know, as far as, you know, depression, anxiety, you know, a lot of it comes from the effects that it has on their sleeping schedules. You know, they're at, at that age, in the teen years, their brains are still growing, still developing well into their 20s. And whenever you start messing with, you know, this sleep that they so desperately need at that age to aid in their growth, you know, that, that can certainly have some negative effects. You know, they're staying up late on Snapchat, you know, sending nudes to each other, right. <laughs> um, Facebook, scrolling through Twitter, YouTube, you know, all these other things. I'm not saying that they're bad or anything because, you know, they're not, but, you know, they just they just want to keep keep seeing. They just want to keep being stimulated through all this stuff and they don't get the sleep they need. You know, a couple of other things, you know, like kids, you know, there was a study, a four-year study done. It uh, started in the seventh with a bunch of group of seventh graders and they followed them up and they noticed that with each given year, their total number of hours that they spent on social media increased and as it increased so did their you know signs not necessarily saying that they had depression or anxiety but their symptoms of it started to increase as well and along the lines of that same study and uh blinkle blinkle love this they did not find any the same correlations as far as kids that were actively playing video games online mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's they said it was a little bit of a little bit of a difference on there and, and you know it, that could have been more you know it's more stimulating you know playing the games as far as it was just interacting on a platform other than gaming you know what i mean i mean there's a social side of gaming too for sure yeah, that's definitely oh, dark yeah. and ugly but yeah. <laughs> it's I've quickly never heard the n-word so many times in my life as uh, in a call of duty lobby yeah but but, but the fact <laughs> from like some 10 year old kid but but i like to think the difference in that is you don't have time to dwell on it because you're gonna get <laughs> shot in the face if you right. dwell on it, it's just like he just said he fucked my mom. Boom! I got shot in the face again. It's like you don't have time. You got to react, Junior. This is a war. Hey, yeah. You want know I mean? to fuck his mom? Yeah. You got to keep going. <laughs> and then some of the other ones, you know, like these, these teenagers, and I, and I see it, you know, where I'm working all the all the time. You know, they'll constantly like I'll roam around the hallways, and you know, I thought that my need to have my cell phone in my hand at all the time was was bad. I was like, man, I'm always on my freaking phone. I need to put this down and interact with the world around me. And yet I walk through some of these classrooms or, you know, just watch these kids at, at lunch or in between classes and they're not talking to each other. They all have that phone that they're staring down walking. You know, I've watched kids almost walk into walls or walk into each other because they're staring at their phones all the time. And most of the time it's like, you know, a social media platform that they're doing. You know, they're not uh, studying or using the calculator. No, right. But you know, it's it's you know they they're just constantly flooding themselves with all this information, and you know, and you've already said whether it's you know good information or not, they're they're still going at it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There, you know, there hasn't been a whole lot of a whole lot of long term studies on social media because it hasn't hmm. hasn't been around for that long. Long enough. Yeah, we're not yeah. that old. 
Well, kind of. But, uh, yeah, there, there are a lot of studies kind of showing that it can go kind of either way. Yeah, um, and, and, and that's... It can be pos- positive and negative, you yeah. know. Well, uh, and, you know, I said some of the, the negatives on there, you know, yeah. but there's also positives. You know, one, one thing real quick that I wanted to note that was a common thing that I saw in a lot of the articles was, you know, it's not necessarily... Um, teenagers especially comparing themselves to, you know, these rich YouTube stars or fa- other famous celebrities driving around in a Lamborghini. It's like they're not – like that's not bothering them. But what would right. what has shown to bother them is when they see other peers, you know, something more reasonable, something more obtainable that they can relate to with those same, you know, vehicles or flashiness. It's whenever they co- – and then they start comparing themselves. It's like, well, you know, this kid isn't – Oh yeah, completely sure. famous or nothing. It's like I understand, you know, Bono flying around on this jet. Like I get that. That's not gonna bother me. But whenever I see like Blake over here on his private jet, man, fuck Blake. You know what I mean? <laughs> Moral of the story: fuck Blake. Moral of the story: is fuck Blake. But and like I said, there's you know, and they, they always want this constant validation and all this other stuff. But it does come with positives. And yeah, you know, there's different groups sure. on like Facebook and stuff. You know, even the couple that I've I've been in and that I've seen, and my wife showed me like this makeup one in particular that she's on, and they're always so positive. Like even if somebody's like like done their makeup and it looks horrible, <laughs> like right. there's it's still flooded with nothing but hearts and positive, and it's like oh my god, you look great. So there's as much as the media and a lot of people talk about the negative aspects of social media, there is a other huge number of positiveness that can come from social media oh for sure i think that's a good place to uh to take a break yeah. and uh yeah. and when we come back uh blake will dive in blake will lead us off diving into a little bit of the impact of on society from social media yes. kind of net gains you know neat so, we'll provide a link on, to his adult friend finder um, right you know, on our page so look out for that just kidding, Miley. Just kidding. <laughs> All right. So, you know, I just talked about, you know, the positive, negative effects that, it, you know, it's been shown to have on teenagers. What about society in, in general, mm-hmm. like society as a whole? Blake, wh- what are you thinking, bud? Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, if we're talking about society at large, teenagers are not unlike just a window into a part of society. So a lot of the same things that impact them. Of society. True, but I mean, boom. you could say like that anything that you're seeing impacted by them or through them is just pretty comparable to what how it's also happening to society at large. Minus always like specific situations. So like older people using it, obviously it's a little, their dynamic with social media might be a little different than a young person, but like, any other thing that we could use too much of, there's always technically like too much of a good thing to a degree. It's just like food, gambling, or any other some temptation. Um, excessive use of with anything by certain individuals is probably not something anybody would want to do. So obviously, like any studies I have managed to read up on, always had one point and then followed up with. But really, there's just not enough research to say this is one thing or the other. It's always like, okay, so it could negatively affect everything from stress, mood, anxiety, depression, to your sleep, and your uh, people have addiction problems, or it could help their like uh, 
help or hinder their self-esteem or even relationships or envy and other problems like that. Yeah. Uh, Those are all things that could, like I read studies on, can either be hurt or even helped by uh, social media to a degree. And it's really just a matter of any other thing that we use today responsibly. And that should be one of those things is if you know what you're looking at, it's, and you know how to use it correctly and, uh, Preferably if you know the kind of person you are and what kind of things you like to do and what things you might be more susceptible to, then you don't have to worry about uh, all the negative effects that people talk about with social media because really it's, you could say it's less widespread um, than it's let out to be Um, because obviously to say all those negative effects things like that in itself is a bit of a clip-make thing. It's something that gets people's attention. It's something that people use to talk about. So I lean in the direction of thinking that, you know, the problem is lessened than we all tend to think it really is. But at the end of the day, um, there are still people that, you know, have used it wrongly, and they use it incorrectly today, and it does negatively affect anything from their mood to their uh, self-esteem. It can can really affect... You know everything. It can yeah, it affect can affect your, everything. Your budget and your uh, <laughs> your yeah. finances. You yeah. know, too. in the same way um, that any other bad habit can affect your budget yeah. and your finances. Or it's just and, a technology. It's yeah. a tool. It's or a tool. Like any it's, other tool. It's a commodity yeah, that you'd use, you and if you can use it to too much of a degree, or you can use it the wrong way. So it's just a matter of you know, it, it's pretty straightforward. A lot of the biggest. Um, risks today um, that everybody talks about with social media, if it's not on a personal level, is the proliferation of like fake news. So fake news in itself is a murkier subject sometimes than you'd think. Um, I like to always operate and I seem to work pretty well under the assumption that if it looks like clickbait, it probably is. If you see a headline yeah. that's like, nah, that's that's a little bit that's sarcastic almost to a degree, you could probably make the assumption like I either either shouldn't click that, or if you do <laughs> click it, make sure to read it because you'll read it and realize there's something missing in there. Yeah. And well, it you'd just, like to think that people would think that way. You though. would. But in reality, or people if it just sounds conspiratorial. Yeah, if it sounds this conspiratorial. Is, this like, is what the media doesn't want you to know. Yeah. You, you about look for tampons. like keywords and, like, and look for like big phrases, things that's supposed to like grab your attention and seem alarming and scary. Like those are always like right red flag right off the bat. You should probably think if you are gonna click that read the whole thing, and then look at the source, because that's uh, going to be probably <laughs> biased. Um, right. If not at all, usually it's something to get you there and then get the click, because it's usually typically we're just getting click revenue. Um, so that's a lot of what that is. Uh, if it's not that, it's someone purposely being maleficent to a degree and trying to introduce fake media out there, fake news. or Typically, right. if it's not that, it's someone who has a negative idea or an idea that they want to, you know, support and they'll find this fake article and they'll post it themselves, um, thinking without reading into it much because they just see something that agrees with them and they'll post it pretty quickly. Well, and there's all the privacy issues, the stealing of people's data and Mm -hmm. all of those things too attributed to it. You know, they're, they're selling to you, but in a lot of ways you, you are the product on Facebook. Yeah. You are the product. Businesses pay companies like the company that I work for to connect to you mm-hmm. on 
that platform. And, you know, it's, it's funny, I took this uh, course in college on American political thought. And one day in class, my professor asked the, the whole class to, she said, raise your hand if you get most of your news from cable news. So CNN, you know, MSNBC, whatever, Fox News. And, you know, a good portion of the class raised their hands. You know, she said, raise your, raise your hand if you get your news from the newspaper. You know, like nobody, <laughs> hardly anybody raised their hand for that one. Uh, <laughs> old, but old uh, a, few, a few hands went up, went up I think. <laughs> and then she was like, she kind of went through, like, raise your hand if you get it from, you know, local news or if you get it from, uh, you know, just uh, word of mouth, things like that, you know. And then she asked, if you haven't raised your hand, like, you know, put your hand up and let me know where you, where you get your, your news. And I, half as a joke, but half serious, um, raised my hand. And uh, she, she called on me and I said, Facebook memes? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, like, a few people laughed and she kind of, like, glared at me a little bit and then moved on to the next person. But I was oh, half serious God. and I didn't, and I, you know, because I saw... At the time, you know, that was probably 2011, 2012, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, at the time... Oh, shit. She just didn't even know what you were talking about. Yeah, she, she, <laughs> pro she probably didn't. But I, you know, I did kind of, in a way, get some of my news from, from social media, uh, from Facebook memes. People post about stuff with just some bullshit meme or giving some, some information or whatever. And then I'd look up the story, yeah. and then and find out what had actually happened, and that's kind of how I was keeping keeping track of that stuff. And then you know, 2016 happened, and all of a sudden, Twitter became a huge deal, and Cambridge Analytica was a huge, a huge scandal where they stole uh, all of these people's millions of Americans' data, data. Uh, through Facebook, <laughs> you know, and political actors were using social media in unethical ways to affect the, you know, the United States election, presidential mm -hmm. election. And I, I feel like, I feel a little bit in a sick kind of way vindicated for that, for that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> for that glare that I got from my professor at the time. But, uh, you know, maybe because, you know, I do, like I mentioned before, I work in, in social media, so maybe I'm more sensitive to its effects on people because I deal with it all day, pretty much every day, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's funny, I, I kind of recently in a Facebook uh, tiffed, or <laughs> <laughs> um, somebody called me a, because he knew that I worked in social media, he called me a paid social justice warrior. A paid. <laughs> and nice. I was like, I don't feel like you fully understand what I <laughs> what I get paid to do in social media is definitely not argue with you on Facebook. <laughs> like I'm paid by companies to advertise and, and connect with their customers. <laughs> and they don't, they usually, completely different. Yeah. They usually try to keep it, uh, a little more non-confrontational. Non-confrontational. Yeah. That's the yeah. whole idea. Um, <laughs> like Brandon, you got to stop arguing with people. Dude. The we customers on go. the Facebook. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's insane. We understand that there are people who do get paid to, like, you know, people who are paid to write. There's a reason that there are fake news uh, articles all over the Internet. Because it's there's 
a good amount of money in it. You use it. You use those articles to sway politics, or just to, or just to sell ads mm-hmm. because they're click clickbaity. You know, you 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 share something that sounds important and and like it has to be read and get people draw people in with sensational headlines, and and crazy conspiracies that hook people in and you keep them on those pages and they're actually you know some of these people who are writing these things don't give a shit either way or any way what the actual content of the article is about or well it whether it's whether it's well researched or or not they're just concerned with keeping your eyes on the page so that they can sell all those little ads that pop up there for you know dick pills or <laughs> CBD oil or whatever yep. they're selling, you know. CBD <laughs> CBD dick pills. Yeah, uh, that's how people like Alex Jones make their living, you know, by uh, selling bullshit products to you. Yeah, damn. <laughs> Holistic uh, medicines and and all of that jazz. So you know that that stuff exists um, for sure, I guess, in in some form or fashion. But uh, yeah, but I think that we're quick to assume that just because somebody comments or somebody disagrees with you on social media that they're that they have ulterior motives or that they are being more confrontational than than you maybe think like we take more things as personal personal um in, insults or attacks mm-hmm. than we should when it's done over like when social it's media. when it's done over oh, social yeah, media it's, yeah you know it's it's something like you know my dad <laughs> My dad always told me, you know, he's like, I don't know why you're always on the on the damn phone all the time or arguing with somebody over text message. He's like, there's no, he's like, pick up the phone and call them or go see them in person. He's like, because when you're texting somebody and you can do, say the same for, you know, a post on social media or something, you're taking away that actual emotional um, context of how you're sending it. Like I can tell Brandon something in person and we can laugh it off and I can say the same thing over social media and he'd be like, Hey, do you want know fuck you, dude? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, That's not how I meant it at all. Well, it's and, hard to convey so, tone too. Yeah. You know? Exactly. And, and you can't, I mean, you can start to convey how you're emotionally feeling in a post. Right. But then, but it's all about how, you know, like you said, your tone, your tone of voice on how you're you're saying it in your head is not going to correlate to what you're typing. It's it's not going to happen. Right. And then that's how you get all this bittering, you know, bickering back and forth about it. It's like, oh, it's like I didn't mean for it to be like this. I don't know. It's it it can be a mess, and I, I think that's where it takes that. In that aspect, takes that personal, you know, aspect out of. Yeah. Social media. Well, we need to take it less personally. And you take a lot of things less personally. Oh yeah. And you know, we should understand that it's that it is less personal because for one, the vast majority of the content that we're sharing on social media is not is not original our own original opinions or thoughts. Yeah, no, we're just rehashing the same shit that somebody else yeah. did. We're literally pressing a share button on a meme or an article or, you know, or sharing something. And, and you might say, this generally represents my opinion, but it doesn't. It represents their opinion. That's why they wrote yeah. it, you know. And there's a difference between me maybe chiming in on your post and saying, this idea is false or bad or you know, whatever, whatever it is. 
and me saying you are, you know, bad or being fuck. malignant or whatever, <laughs> you know, or yeah. Don't take it as personally because it's clearly it's not even your own original idea. And hardly any of the stuff that we're ever sharing or saying, you know, ever really is, you know. It's just yeah. our own rehashing of what we understand the situation to be. So we can loosen up a little bit and lighten up a little bit and, and not have to go straight to, like, you know, calling each a other. keyboard fight. Yeah, calling each other names and degrading each other and all, all of this stuff over you know, over, over. Well, see, and, and it, it, that's where you can say like, you know, if me and you had the difference of opinion on something, but we're talking about it in person or over the phone, at least, you know, it, it, that conversation can go different. It's like, no, I'm not saying you're fucking stupid. I may think you are, but that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying what, what you said was, or what you're thinking is incorrect. And this is why, this is how I feel about it. Right. I'm not saying you are, I'm saying what you said was, or the topic is, but whenever you're, on social media, on a platform like that, you don't always get the opportunity to say that. And, and then again, you know, I've seen several times where maybe you in particular <laughs> have said that it's like, I'm not saying you're an idiot. I'm saying, I don't agree with this post and I'm trying to have an engaging conversation with you, but you took it in the ass. And <laughs> you think about it. right. it's like, dude, all, all I was saying was, I don't agree with this. That's the whole point of this with the whole, that little box where it says comment. It's so I can put my own opinion into this, and then I do it, and you get mad at me for it. It's like, how about you just come back and we talk about it? No, oh, right. you're gonna, okay, you fucked my mom. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all, all yeah, maybe this, they won't say that on Facebook, but all you, this you're is, picking up what I'm putting down. We're just further confer- confirming for Blake that he's never gonna, he's never gonna join I, us. I was, <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, he's never coming Blake's over. gonna go home and delete his damn Twitter now. <laughs> How has the Twitter experience been, Blake? It's been rather similar to just my typical news experience, to be honest with you. That's what I like about Twitter. Yeah, so it's I, really like because my news is either. Honestly, because I don't like to do a lot of more, it's either Google News or it's the Apple News um, app on my phone. And both of those lean left, always. I mean, honestly, it's kind of hard. You have to look, usually, for writer-leaning things. And then you have to run the risk of it, like, sounding a little too propaganda-y. Or, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, disagreeing with you so much that it's hard for you to listen to it. There's a like, lot less nuance. There's a lot less nuance right. when you get on the right, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes when you have talking with sensitive subjects, maybe for readers, they need to... It, it's just easier for me, all right? Mm-hmm. We all live in this world, and we all have our preferences. I still, I still listen, and I don't read opinion pieces. I only ever try to just, like, look up the current events, typically. Um, yeah. I mean, opinion stuff has its has its role. It does, um, and I'll read it when it's a fascinating opinion, right. left or right. I won't care. It's... So I, what I like about Twitter specifically is that uh, it's a lot easier for me to kind of get information from everywhere, mm-hmm. you know, and I can kind of put everything in in front of me. But it is just kind of a wild, wild west, you know. Uh, the way that most of these algorithms are put together are composed is that they're they they tend to they want to feed you posts that you're more likely to interact with and the way that they do that is that they they measure what your 
what you're interacting with. Mm -hmm. So when you like an article, when you like a post, when you comment on it, when you share share it, or when you even ha even when you click it, and how long how long you view it, mm -hmm. that specific all those piece things. of content, where measure marketers are measuring all of that stuff, and and these algorithms are measuring all of that stuff, and then feeding you ads and more posts that are, that are that look like that and so with 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 twitter it's really easy for me to just follow and and keep tabs on things from you know right-wing pundits and and left-wing pundits and all these other people and then i use lists to to sort sort things and make sure that i don't miss anything that 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 the algorithm is kind of cutting out of my cutting out of my feed mm -hmm. and on Facebook it's harder to do that they give you get the one feed and it's all based on this algorithm and so you end up not seeing any of the any of your cousin who you disagree with uh, posts because you never interact with them and that's part of the reason that I generally only ever interact on Facebook with people that I disagree with because I'm telling the algorithm I want to see more of this stuff. I want to see more of the stuff that I disagree with and I want to see more of the the misinformation and things that are out there because I want to help ensure that the quality of the content within my network is stronger, is more valid, is better information, there's better stuff getting put in front of people. Mm -hmm. You know, we it's my job to be a filter in this environment. Mm -hmm. And and in order to do that, I have to see that stuff. You know, it kind of it you know it's it's useful, but it'll drive you crazy too because you know I get you know on Twitter I follow guys like Ben Shapiro who I just like <laughs> cannot you absolutely cannot adore. Stand. <laughs> but, uh, he don't lie to our people. Don't lie. <laughs> I I don't I ch I used to try to listen to I used to listen to his podcast every now and then. Um, but it was like torture for myself. So I found another podcast that has a guy who's really similar to him and even kind of sounds like him. And I listened to that <laughs> show in, instead because um, it's, like it's, <laughs> it's like a Ben Shapiro light for me. <laughs> but I want to know what's out there. I want to know what people are talking about. I want to know what the ideas are out in my environment because I understand that those are things that are going to affect the way that people are thinking and people are interacting everywhere you know and i need to have good tabs on just you know what's happening on social media because i do work in social media and i do make my living by um doing digital marketing uh where we utilize that that stuff to sell products <laughs> and yeah, those things hey blake how come we're not friends on twitter right now yeah, what the hell? Uh, I like? guess I didn't even think about that. Sorry. Like, <laughs> you're not, you're not f followers. You're not a follower of Blake. Okay, fine. I'll, I'll, I'll do that right He's now. not a follower. I, I do hate that it's called following. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense, but it's like it it kind of has a connotation that makes it sound like you know, I'm a follower, so I... I uh... I'm a leader, damn it. <laughs> I can't be right. like... Homies. Or like I'm I'm in their cult, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'd I'd like to be. You are now homies with Blake. Like you that would now, be cool. You are now homies. <laughs> yeah, pick something neutral. I was gonna say bros, but what do you? We, so, we, are you just on Facebook and Twitter mostly, Isaac? You're not really no. on Twitter very much, from what I can tell. Are you? How do I find no. you? I, 
just retweet stuff. Miley helped me look up the two things that I followed. <laughs> Blake, you're like I an old man. It. He's. I'm totally serious. Brandon, can you help even, me? <laughs> Miley helped me set it up. It was great. <laughs> um, now, yeah, Facebook, Twitter. I've got a Snapchat. That's, uh, you know, I'm not going to put that on our Snapchat <laughs> on, our, on our website, though. But like, I don't have an Instagram. Like, I was like, I've already got a Facebook really? and a Twitter. I think that's that's already too much. Well, so I, know, I don't have an Instagram. They're all catered towards certain types of content, too. You know, obviously, you know, Instagram is pictures as a Snapchat. Yeah, and, and, and I always put pictures on Facebook anyways. If I if I feel a need to, like, hey, check this out, then I'll just put it on Facebook. Like, I, I don't know why, you know, I don't feel the need to put it yeah. in multiple places. I just... And it's one less excuse to be on the phone, so. I've, I almost never post to my Instagram, but I have one. I use it occasionally, but uh, I'm primarily on Twitter for, I use Twitter for my news feed, basically. Yeah. And and for, like, memes and funny stuff. And then uh, I use Facebook really to connect more with people that I actually know, I guess, you know. Yeah. I have Snapchat. I really only use it with a couple people. I'm not crazy about Snapchat. I mainly use it at more as a messenger, but like I hate yeah, that exactly. the messages disappear. That's not always useful. So I usually just use text for that. I have That's a true. Reddit that I don't ever really use. I technically I still have a MySpace out there. I found that kind of recently. <laughs> yeah, we, we went through our... You, you need to show Blake some of our old pictures, dude. Right. That was... That was great. I, I can see mine from the outside, but I can't log into it. I don't right. even have that email address anymore. Have you looked up your, your old MySpace, Blake? Is it still live? Oh, I don't know. That's a good point. I never checked. Uh-oh. Yeah. Well, and it, dive down it, that it's rabbit theoretically hole. theoretically still be there. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. It's a, MySpace is a weird site now. It's like all It's all music-oriented, so it's like really supposed to be for musicians and people in the music industry, but I'm not really sure how it's even use, use it? <laughs> yeah how big it is or how useful it is for people um i'm not really sure it's definitely they, not like it used to be yeah they still save they still had like a bunch of my old pictures and stuff on there yeah. which was kind of a trip my old camaro dude carmen the camaro <laughs> <laughs> oh god i love that car <laughs> i almost beautiful. i kind of forgot you had that camaro for a minute yeah dude Damn it. <laughs> now I've got a Ford Fusion. <laughs> hey, me too. We it's a nice car. I have a it's Ford a nice Fusion car. too. We all have Ford Fusions. We all have you Ford know, Blake, nice. Blake's girlfriend has a Fusion too. Yeah. Nice. Hers They're is nicer cars. than mine too. <laughs> See, that's just a sign. It's like on a. What year is yours? Uh, mine's a 19. Oh, yeah. It's new. You got all of us beat. Shoot. <laughs> well, my, my wife does work for a dealership, so. That's true. But they're they're great. It's it's like uh, see we went from having these cool cars and Brandon had the shagging wagon. <laughs> that thing was a badass. It flo- it was also a boat. We found out. Yeah. Um, and you know I had the Camaro and and now it's like uh, you ever watched that movie? Yeah, uh, Daddy's Home. No. No. I haven't seen it. Blake, have you seen that one? I think I have. Will Ferrell's yeah. and he's talking about how awesome the Ford Flex is. He's like, he's a dad, he's a father figure. <laughs> he's like, you know, it's really, you know, it 
great gas mileage. There's plenty of room for the kids, and it doesn't break the bank. You know, it's just like it <laughs> I was like, oh god, we've aged. All right, well, uh, you know, I think we we did a lot to cover this topic. We we hit on a lot of aspects of it. I do kind of want to wrap things up by going over, I guess, just a little more of what we can do to improve, you know, our behavior on social media, improve the quality that we get out of our social media, other things looking forward, like Isaac, you have, you have kids who probably aren't on social media (laughs) yet, but I imagine will be pretty soon in a couple of years, most likely, you know, Um, what are you thinking about concerning when your kids are able to have their own YouTube channel or Facebook <laughs> Oh, page. just that we should have done that a long time ago. <laughs> My wife's not down, though. It was like, hey, we can go and have, we could be a YouTube family and be making millions of dollars already. And she said no. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's a scary thing, you know, I, you know, and I, I've talked with my wife about it and, you know, I, I definitely think social media has its, its positives, you know, as well as negatives with most things it can be a great thing, great source of information, great place to go to, you know, see different opinions and, you know, <laughs> memes and stuff and funny videos and laugh and, you know, it could be a good time, but, you know, it also scares me to think that, in, like you said, in a couple of years, my kids will be on it and they'll be exposed to so much more than I'll be able to control you know, Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> right. you know I, and I joke and laugh about it, but see, I mean, seriously, it's, you know, things like that. And, you know, protecting, you know, as a father, I'd want to protect their innocence as much as I can and let them enjoy it and hold on to it as much as, you know, for as long as they can, you know, but with this world of social media and all these other platforms that they're exposed to now at such a younger age than we were, you know, I, it, it kind of scares me. Um, well, your job as a parent is to create functional adults, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think just like anything, anything else, you know, your biggest, your biggest job isn't to necessarily, it's not to preserve their innocence. It's to, prepare them for for the loss of that innocence you know really you know for you know understanding how to think about things how to react protecting themselves thinking things through using critical thinking Mm -hmm. you know oh yeah it's it's definitely you know that's the main goal of any parent is to produce you know decent people Mm -hmm. you know it's just that's just the the softer side of parenting that I want to hold on to my babies right and, you know like and protect them from that stuff but at, at the same time and I you know I'd like to think I'm a little bit of a realist too it's knowing you know and I tell people all the time when they have questions about you know well, why is my kid acting this way and you know officer Flotus, I've got questions about this and that as far as it comes to raising teenagers and I get those questions a lot and you know and I tell them all the same thing you know I don't have teenagers at the moment but our parent, our job as parents is to, you know, provide my kids with the necessary information and, you know, basic essential skills and, 
you know, to be able to decide a path of their own, to be able to guide them. And at the end of the day, though, it's going to be up to them on, you know, how they progress in life. But it's up to me to properly prepare them for it. But like I said, it's it's just things that, you know, I can't really, you know, get with my dad or especially my grandfather. And that's was like, hey, grandpa. So how did you, uh, you know, have the social media talk with my dad? <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're still figuring that out. But, you know, just properly preparing my kids for all that. Grandpa, what would you do if your girlfriend had a had a uh, private Snapchat? <laughs> <laughs> well, Daddy, what's OnlyFans? <laughs> How old is your oldest? My oldest is eight. She's eight. So hopefully you got a, you got what maybe five years, six years. Yeah, when do you think you'll allow you'll allow her, her to have? Never. You know, an Instagram. Never. <laughs> how, old, how old does she need to be to have an Instagram? I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I, I want her to at least be a teenager by that point. You know, I, I try to think back to whenever I had my first uh, social media account, and it was a, it was, you know, aside from MSN and that stuff, you know, my MySpace I got one, I don't know, fifteen maybe. How much do you even have control over it, though? I feel like the main thing is when when they have a computer of their own mm-hmm. or a phone of their own. Uh, definitely a phone. Um, yeah. And I'm assuming, do they any of your kids have phones? No, <laughs> no, not yet. They they do they do each have their own uh, little tablets, and we'll, me yeah, and my wife, we'll, we'll, yeah, and we'll get on there. Uh, regularly, not every day, but regularly, and go through. You know, they use it for like little video games that they can play. Um, that we've set restrictions on, because um, you can set certain restrictions through the um, like app store on them. You right. know, appropriate ages and different types of games, and, and so that's helped. Our generation is fortunate because our generation is the first <laughs> generation yeah. to raise kids. With social media and technology that mm-hmm. we actually understand. Yeah. Our yeah. parents our parents didn't understand any of the, how any of this stuff worked, you yeah. know, oh, or yeah. how it could affect us. Or, yeah. or <laughs> even what was out there, you know. Uh, or just how pri- easy private it was to browsing hide porn, on, like, yeah. on internet. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah. But uh but we have a leg up. We can, you know, yeah. we understand the technology so we can do our oh, best yeah. to fight stuff. But, and you know, it, basically, if they have the device, they, you know, if they, they have access they, they to the device, it. they can access it. They can act, they can do whatever they want on there. And it's, it's you know, it's at this age, it's a lot easier to get their tablet and to look up what they're looking up on YouTube, um, mm-hmm. which they even have a kid's YouTube specifically. But, you know, to be able to monitor what they're right. seeing and stuff, it's easier at this age. Now, once they get older, of course, then you got to deal with, you know, me allowing my kids' rights to privacy. Yeah. Which I, which they are completely entitled to. Also, at the same time, you know, that's where some, I'm going to have those battles with as a parent. To some people don't think that kids have a right to privacy. And I mean, and that and I tell parents all the time, hey, like it or not, and it's like I get. It. They're like, no, it's my kid, and I pay for the phone, and I'm going to go through it. I was like, you want know fine, you do that. And you're going to destroy this relationship between you and your child. It's like, don't, 
I was like, you've got to give them, <laughs> give them some wriggle room to make mistakes and to do things. But you've also got to trust your kid because if you don't show your kid that you trust them, then whenever they do fuck up, they ain't going to come to you and talk to you about it. Yeah, well, and if so, they're not ever able to make their own decisions, they won't know how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how you develop any skill is through practice. You need practice making your own decisions and making See, your dude, own this mistakes, is, you know. This is where you luck out because your kids are, you know, furry and have got four legs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got on Bella's Instagram the other day. <laughs> and her DMs <laughs> shock you. You just start crying. <laughs> oh, God. We, we had to have a very serious talk. <laughs> oh. Bella on OnlyFans. Oh, God. Gross. Only pause. <laughs> <laughs> Only pause. <laughs> Too far, sir. Too far. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was gross. <laughs> so, um. it's, it's a crazy world navigating social media and kids and then eventually teenagers. And like you said, it does make me feel better to know that we've got a leg up on it. So, but yeah. as those times come, you know, I'll handle it. Me and my wife will handle it the best we can. But there's, there's my take, you know, and. It's, it's, it, Sorry. You guys, I mean, what are what are y'all's final thoughts on this, everything that we've talked about? I just think uh, we have to take more ownership of our behavior and our networks on social media in general, you know? It yeah. just, uh, I don't subscribe to the idea that you shouldn't talk about politics or religion or that you shouldn't talk, disagree with other people. I think that that stuff is important. It plays oh, yeah. a vital role in forming educated op- opinions. Uh, you know, coming in contact with ideas that you might not, that don't match with what you already know or think, and you know, Until having you having a conversation about it. I think that social media is a lot less social than we than we expected. Yeah. You know, it's just everybody throwing random shit that they liked or thought was interesting or just thought would stir the pot in front of you mm-hmm. for a reaction, just to just for the sake of getting a reaction out of you. And uh, and it's used to shape the way you think, shape the way you vote, shape the way the way you interact and it's made to sell you things and it can be used to violate people's privacy or, you know, otherwise rip people off in various ways and scam people and all of that stuff. And it's up to all of us to play a role in, in mitigating and moderating that, that environment. Because if we don't do it, then big brother will. Yeah. You know, that's like we talked earlier. If we don't police these. I don't think anybody really wants uh, that 1984s kind of situation where, I mean, we're already kind of there where you're all, always being watched in some mm-hmm. some way. Yeah. You know. No, you're you're right. It's like you know we already talked about was if if we don't somewhat police ourselves, then somebody else is going to, and we ain't gonna like it. Right. It's but it all boils down to as simple as you know, don't be a dick. Just be more open to other people's opinions. Even if you don't agree with it, you can talk to them about it. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah. 
And honestly, maybe like the most important thing is if you're going to be a person that posts, you have to make sure the stuff you post is at least mostly accurate or accurate enough to your knowledge. Yeah. Um, the worst thing about, uh, in, uh, or the worst part of uh, fake news and its proliferation isn't necessarily the people that make it, but it's the people that share it. Yeah. So you just have right. to be some, if you're going to be someone that likes and shares an article or even posts things, then you have to make sure that those things you do like and share are something that, you know, is right. And it's, you know, at least reputable source. It's not something right. that was written in some Eastern European nation for a little bit of clickbait money. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hold you accountable to that and your new, uh, yeah, features <laughs> my new social Blake. media presence. Blake, Blake's gonna be shit posting next week. <laughs> okay, there it is. That's gonna be the line that when you post the link to this episode, Blade is gonna be shit posting next week. <laughs> in quotes. Gonna, we'll put Blake in for, in charge of the Thunken philosophers. He'll just take us all down <laughs> on the, our, our Twitter. He's gonna. He's just gonna be shit posting next week. Just random bullshit. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Conspiracy theories. <laughs> flat Earth theories. <laughs> Fucking I think aliens. if you just have slippery enough shoes, you'll fall right off the edge. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's literally that. what's going to happen. I love like... <laughs> that. What is that show? What is that uh, show called? Middle Ditch and Swartch. Middle Ditch and, Sh- and Schwartz. Schwartz. Have you seen that on Netflix? No. Oh, my God. you got to watch it. Yeah. It's hilarious. This... Do you like improv? I do. Oh, yeah. this is this is long-form improv. Yeah, yeah, it's really funny. They do like, like a 45 minute show or a 30 minute show. Yeah. All improv. Everything's, yeah. everything's everything improv. Yeah. And they yeah. just get the beginning of it and the start for essentially from the audience. It's like, oh, oh God, God, this yeah. is so good. They, they, one of them had a joke, though, where uh, he was like, Are you a flat earther? He was like, No, I don't think that the earth is flat. But I do think because it's round that if you had slippery, slippery enough shoes and you got running fast enough, you could slide all the way around the earth. <laughs> it's like if nice. you had slippery enough shoes. And I'll, uh, that was the most hilarious <laughs> idea ever. I just love that he like brought it up <laughs> in passing. But I think if you had slippery head. enough shoes and then he tries to go off and then this is like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. We need to talk about this. You think if you had slippery enough shoes that you just slide on this? <laughs> maybe, maybe not shoes. But if you had a bo- a bobsled that was slippery, <laughs> oh my god! Right, Mr. the dude. I'm picking it up. I'm I'm feeling picking it. up what I'm putting down because <laughs> it should the net. It should all be downhill. You know, it's always it? downhill. Is it? <laughs> At a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> so god why wouldn't it. you slide all the way all the way around? The next Somebody episode, stop me! <laughs> we, we, we need to get a hold of a uh, of a physicist and have this conversation. <laughs> and a bobsled. I do want to start having guests, so that would be a great great chance to do that. So if you'd like to join this conversation, join this discussion about whether or not if you had slippery enough shoes, <laughs> I thought you were doing the outro. Just you could awesome. actually slide around. Slide around into the, the thunk in the. Slide into the thunk and philosophers. DMs. Yeah. Jo- join the discussion on our social pages. We are Thunkin at Thunkin Philo on Facebook and Twitter. Those are the only places to find us. That uh, that OnlyFans has nothing to do with us. Blake. And and we'd love to talk to you. Uh, until the until next time, you've been listening to the Thunkin Philosophers podcast. Thanks for joining us. Bye.
So. And where, where, where are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about, I actually got it up here. It's next to the outline in Google. Social Google media. Got that up. It's impact. <laughs> Fuck you. Pancakes. I'm going to be talking about pancakes. The, t- the topic uh, is social media, Isaac. We're, th- we're 30 minutes into this. <laughs> I don't know if you knew. 